At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. Settle in, folks. Three hours of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN. I am Greg Peterson, and it's going to be a whole big bundle of fun. We've got some Pac 12 after dark. That's going down right now. We just had the Seattle Mariners extend their playoff hopes by being able to take down the LA Angels. So we're going to be talking a little bit of baseball going into the final day of the regular season. And you know what? There's that thing called the NFL that's going to be starting on Sunday. For some of you guys, it's Sunday. If you're out there in the Central and the Eastern time zones, well, it's a tremendous NFL Sunday. Welcome to that. If you're out there in the West Coast, pretty much the mountain along with the Pacific time zones, well, it's going to be coming up within the next few hours. So as I typically do on this show in the final hour, it is going to be all NFL heavy. So going to have some fun there. But we've got to get you guys caught up on what we're all seeing right now out there in college football. First things first, so with that Seattle Mariners game, they do cover the run line. Six of four is the final. They wound up being able to get that done. Total on this game was ranging right around eight-ish at close. So that wound up going over. And you wound up being able to get the run line if you took the Seattle Mariners as they won by a count of 6-4. to four. But taking a look at college football right now, what has been a very fun week of college football thus far. You've got UCLA currently on the ropes against Arizona State. They're trailing by a count of 32-23. to 23. About midway through the third quarter there, about seven minutes left. UCLA winds up opening up more around about a four-ish point favorite. They close a three-point favorite. And your total on this game went from 55 up to 56, unless if we get absolutely no scoring for the rest of this game, this is one that is going to be going over. So you wind up taking the over prior to the game. You're feeling very good about yourself as the live total is currently at 80 and a half. So we've seen that hike up just a tad. And then out there in Hawaii, we've got a shirt in the VEASAN store that says, keep calm, there's always a game in Hawaii. And I'm sure that there were quite a few people I wanted taking this one. Fresno State is currently in the lead on Hawaii by kind of 14 to 10. I personally want to take a shot on Fresno State when they were at 11. This one closes anywhere between 11 and 11 and a half. If you're looking to jump on this at halftime for the game, you'd be laying eight and a half. So if you're looking for the second half, you're finding a lot of these second half lines more in the neighborhood of about a four and a half to a five. Seeing a couple five and a halfs populate as well with the second half total anywhere between 30 and 30 and a half. So that would make the full game total, doing the math here, anywhere between 54 and 54 and a half, as this is a total that on the pre-flop line, 
closed between 64 and 65. So right now, you're very much at an under pace. And if you're taking a look at another game that is going down, this one has a little bit of intrigue in that the underdog has been able to hang in there quite well. New Mexico State is on the road facing off against the San Jose State team that last year they were really able to burst onto the college football scene. And this year, they haven't necessarily been able to expand upon that. You've got a 30-21 to 21 score in this one with the live line showing San Jose State right around a 9.5 to a 10-point favorite, and your total on this game is at 65.5. New Mexico State opened up a 27.5-point underdog in a lot of spots. They closed more in the realm of about 24.5, so New Mexico State doing a good job of being able to hang in there as it has been pretty much a rough last few years out there in Las Cruces, but right now, You've got a team that is doing a solid job of being able to hang in there. We're certainly going to be hitting on some of these games that wound up going final because we always have Pac-12 after dark at this time of the night, and we wound up seeing a big upset out there with one of the teams that was expected to compete for the college football playoff that I'll be hitting upon in the second segment. But if you're taking a look at this UCLA versus Arizona State game, you've got UCLA now with the ball back as they just converted for a first down. It's really been a surprising game here for Arizona State with the way that they've just been so efficient. Jaden Daniels has been able to throw for a pair of touchdowns set of 15, 219 yards. So they haven't thrown the ball a lot. They've just been able to get those big plays thus far. Herm Edwards, by the way, in my opinion, has done a pretty solid job here with Arizona State given the circumstances and with Arizona State as well. Doing a good job on the ground. 17 carries, 126 yards. If you're a backer of UCLA or if you're just a fan of UCLA in general, I have to be a little bit concerned about the defense, a defense that was looking very solid in week, I guess it's technically zero, against Hawaii has really had a little bit of a fall off ever since then. They wound up giving up 40 points to a Fresno State team that, I just mentioned it, they only scored 14 points in the first half of their game against Hawaii. Now, very strange setup with Hawaii, for one. Just traveling to Hawaii in general, that throws you off. You're having a little bit of a time zone difference, and for two, you're noticing few to no fans out there at that Hawaii game as well as COVID restrictions out there in Hawaii. A little bit different than you're going to find them the rest of the country, but for this UCLA bunch, they certainly have been having a little bit of a rough time of it. They wound up having a nice win against Sanford. They pulled off the big win against Oregon, but certainly you're seeing your issues there. And then when it comes to San Jose State, when you take a look at the San Jose State team, it's been really interesting to watch them as well because this isn't a team that's necessarily having a lot of mistakes. It's just one of those things where we expected a little bit more out of them this year, and you wound up taking the New Mexico State money line, which if you wound up taking it, you are a bolder person than I. Well, you're in business. The San Jose State Spartans are now only up by a count of 30-28. to 28. We've got a touchdown on the board for New Mexico State as Jonah Johnson winds up throwing for a touchdown his third of the night, and you've got a New Mexico State team that has been doing a solid job of being able to move the ball through the air. Johnson does have an interception in this game. There really is the difference as Nick Nash on the other side for San Jose State. 10 of 12 for a buck 65 and two touchdowns, but got a lot of intrigue here. So New Mexico State doing a good job of being able to hang in there. Live line that we wound up seeing a minute ago was eight and a half. We're probably going to be getting a new one with New Mexico State being able to put points up on the board. And this is a total that has officially went over. It opened up right around 51 and a half. Blows anywhere between 51 and a half and 52. We were staring at a count of 51 prior to that touchdown. So that TD pushes this one over. So Hay is now in the barn there. And the Hay is hopefully going to be in the barn for Arizona State. But they've got to try to get a stop of UCLA. So you've got about a buck 30 left in the third quarter in this one. And UCLA driving at midfield. So we're certainly going to be keeping you guys up to date on that. Also wound up having another final out there in Major League Baseball as well as we're going to be talking a lot of baseball in the second hour because mentioned it a little bit earlier. You've got the final day of the Major League Baseball season coming up tomorrow. And, well, if you're trying to bet on the games for Major League Baseball on Sunday, you're going to have a tough time with it because right now what I'm seeing is that you've got a line on the Chicago Cubs and the St. Louis Cardinals game at a lot of, shall we say, faraway places. I think that a couple of East Coast books have it as well. And that is about it because you've got... Just a whole board of what the heck is going on here. So that is going to be very, very interesting. Trying to see what winds up happening there. I know that a lot of books are just holding off because, as we know, final day of the MLB regular season, you've got a lot of guys that wind up getting held out. And we've seen it in past years, guys. They're going for the batting title. I'm looking at you, Mr. Reyes, over there with the 
with the Mets. The, the fact that you wind up having these guys, they wind up giving you like an at-bat or two if they wind up getting hit, and then they wind up just bailing out of the game. You could maybe even see that with a guy like Salvador Perez, who I know is dealing with a little bit of an injury for the Royals. If he hits a home run, he might just be like, yep, we are done for the year. But you take a look at the Dodgers being able to get the job done against the Milwaukee Brewers by a count of 8-3. to three. For Mr. Julio Arias, he is a 20-game winner in the MLB, something that you don't find very often in. Certainly not a guy that I anticipate being in the conversation for Cy Young or anything like that, but the guy that is in the conversation for Cy Young, Corbin Burns, he winds up entering into the night having the top ERA of all qualifying starters on the road. He goes just two innings, giving up three runs, and for the LA Dodgers, they just continue their binge of runs as you wound up having quite a few home runs in this one. Justin Turner was able to go yard for the LA Dodgers in this one, and for the Dodgers in general, it's been a nice influx of offense for them ever since their last two games of that San Diego Padres series. As for Corbin Burns, he did wind up entering into the day as about a minus 180-ish favorite. I saw him at minus 175 a little bit as well at DraftKings, so somewhere in that neighborhood of being the Cy Young Award winner, and now it's going to be very interesting because I do think that if the Dodgers do wind up nodding things up with the San Francisco Giants, they need to win and they need the Giants to lose to be able to force a game 163 for that National League West title, that could come into play as well. But certainly you wound up seeing some good effort out of the L.A. Dodgers. This is also going yard for them. A.J. Pollock, 21st home run season. And then Corey Seager. We all have forgotten about Corey Seager, but, I mean, here are the things that are hotter than Corey Seager right now. Lava, perhaps the core of the earth, and that's about it. He has been that good for the L.A. Dodgers recently. He winds up getting another bomb. You take a look at him over the last three days. He's got eight home runs. He's hitting a 372. Yeah, guy's pretty good. And then with AJ Pollock, he has been really able to give this team a nice little bit of a spark as well. So got a Dodgers team that is now firing on all cylinders. And the reason why they are still live out there for the National League West is because the San Diego Padres, who if you're wanting to look at a baseball fall off, the Padres are exhibit A, a team that wound up entering in the day into the day. 11 and 32 in their last 43 games, and they went from literally 30 days ago being in control of the second wild card spot to now being a team in which they clinched a losing record. Jay Stingler, it looks like, is going to be out of a job as a manager of this team. Well, they came out and they gave a little bit of a spirited effort by kind of three to two, taking down the San Francisco Giants as they were able to get a bunch of hits until the 10th inning. They weren't necessarily able to get a whole lot generated, and I can tell you right now, I'm someone that. I do a New York Post play of the day every single day. I always have to have these submitted overnight, and the San Diego Padres have made a lot of their games just unable to be taken because you just have no idea who's pitching for the scene because they've, for one, been banged up, and for two, they have been utilizing a lot of bullpen games. They've been just doing a whole lot of things that are very unconventional, and I have no idea why. It's been very strange, to say the least, but they were able to come out. They gave a good effort in this one, so... Padres were able to take down the San Francisco Giants by a count of 3-2 to, to make things all so intriguing when it comes to the last day of the MLB season, but we still got some college football action going down on this Saturday night out here in the Pacific time zone. So coming up next, we're going to take a look at what we wound up seeing in college football and keep you guys up to date on Pac-12 After Dark right here on the Greg Peterson Experience with myself, Greg Peterson on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Thank you. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN is now available 24-7 on the YouTube TV sports package. Sign up today at tv.youtube.com to start your free trial. And remember, you can always watch us 24-7 on Fubo TV, Sling, and Xfinity X1. Visit vcin.com to find all the ways to watch and listen to the Vegas Asset Information Network, a.k.a. vcin, as we are back here on the Greg Peterson Experience with myself, Greg Peterson. Let's have a quality chat with our man, Wyatt, who does a great job of being able to produce this show. And shout out to all of you guys back there. Doing a great job holding it down. I know that Nick has been doing some great work on this show. I believe that we brought in Oliver a few days ago. He's been tearing it up. Brad does an absolutely terrific job with helping out. I know that we had Miles in on the fold a few weeks ago. So all of you guys, real MVPs are helping this cause out. So I do appreciate it. And I always appreciate just being able to take a look back and what's been going well, what's not been going so well. And for me personally, I noticed that everything in college football has been going okay, aside from if I wind up taking a shot in the Big Ten. And in the Big Ten, you wound up seeing a team perhaps emerge on Saturday, and that would be Michigan. I thought that this would be a little bit of a good bounce-back spot for my home state, Wisconsin Badgers, and turns out Wisconsin just stinks, ladies and gentlemen. 38-17, to the Michigan Wolverines wind up being able to get the job done in this one. My biggest question was with the Michigan passing game, and it doesn't need to be terrific for this team to be all worldly or anything like that. But Kate McNamara was really able to do a solid job in this one. 17 of 28, buck 97, two touchdowns. And this is with a Michigan team that has really been hanging their hat on being able to run the ball, going for just 112 yards on 44 carries. So two and a half yards a carry. Now, obviously, in college football, you wind up lumping in their sacks as negative yards and everything like that. But, man, it was bad for Wisconsin. How about 1.3 yards per carry? Now, a couple of those were due to Gray Mertz sacks, but... Graham Mertz is just not the answer for the Wisconsin Badgers. You wound up seeing a little bit of Chase Wolf in this one, and he wound up throwing an interception. This is not a Wisconsin Badgers defense like we are accustomed to seeing. He had a pair of fumbles in this one. I think that things went badly with the jump around, so that is certainly a little bit of a takeaway for me, and I know that a lot of people were laughing at a few of the betters that were taking shots on Michigan to be able to win the national championship, to win the Big Ten well, I don't think they're laughing as much now. Now, Iowa is looking a little bit better out there in the Big Ten. Needless to say, they, on Friday night, were able to just absolutely house a Maryland team that was rolling going 4-0 in the beginning part of the season. But I do have a lot of intrigue when it comes to what is going to be happening in the Big Ten. But the bigger shocker is what we wound up seeing with regards to Stanford being able to take down Oregon. And that was one in which... I do feel like the writing might have been on the wall a little bit for Oregon. We saw them look very sluggish in their game against Arizona, an Arizona program that, let's face it, they're just not necessarily what what you'd want from a Pac-12 school, but with Sanford. 31-24, to they're able to get the win in this one. And for Sanford, they have just sort of been a team that's all over the place. They pretty much kicked to the streets. Clay Elton after they wound up housing USC, and that wound up causing USC to make the coaching change, and well, USC, they are currently looking for a coach. I have no idea what's going to be happening there. But for Sanford, what was really the highlight of this game for them, in my opinion, was the fact that Tanner McKee was able to go and throw for three touchdowns and did not turn the ball over. We could talk a lot about yards per attempt. We can look at 
the completion percentage and everything like that. But do you turn the ball over or not? I ultimately think is a big question. And he did not. And Anthony Brown on the other end for Oregon, he wound up having an interception in this game. Sometimes that's the biggest difference of all with the Sanford team. They've been able to do a relatively okay job on defense. I wasn't necessarily overly impressed with it coming into this game, but they did a good job of being able to hold up in this one. You did have an Oregon team that was able to run the ball quite a bit, but they were able to do a good job when it mattered with Anthony Brown being a little bit of a dual threat. He was able to run for a pair of touchdowns, but wasn't able to get a lot through the air as well. So I thought that that was a big takeaway for me, and I was someone that was on this. I know that we had a lot of folks over there at Beeson that were on this one as well. Notre Dame being able to win outright against Cincinnati. Well, Cincinnati, they might be on to the college football playoff if they're able to win out. We have never seen a team from the group of five be able to do so. Cincinnati might be your best bet at this point. They are now 4-0. They were ranked 7th coming into the week, and they took it to Notre Dame by kind of 24-13. Just an absolutely tremendous Cincinnati defense as they did a nice job of being able to just put Notre Dame out of sorts in general. Jack Cohen wound up starting this game going 14-22, of 22, and then you saw some Drew Payne as well. So he won. You have two quarterbacks. You've really got zero, zero. Tyler Buckner, he wound up throwing an interception. So you had three different guys throw multiple passes for Notre Dame. That is not what you want. And Desmond Ritter, did he look like a Heisman candidate here? No, but at the same time, he did enough for Cincinnati to get the job done. And like I was talking about a little bit earlier, sometimes it's not about the completion percentage. Sometimes it's not about yards per attempt, things like that. It's do you turn the ball over or not? Ritter did not turn the ball over. He also used his feet, got a nice touchdown on the ground. I am thoroughly impressed by the Cincinnati team. I recognize that they had a little bit of a hiccup against Indiana, but they were still able to take down Indiana, and they were able to do so by multiple touchdowns. They have looked very impressive throughout, so I think that this is a Cincinnati team that is going to be very live for the college football playoff. I think it's going to be really fascinating in general. How things wind up looking with regards to college football playoff odds going into next week as well. As we know, a lot of books are probably reshuffling these after we wind up seeing some very fascinating results on Saturday. And one of the other ones that I think is very intriguing as well, and I was pointing this out as a good home underdog to take the points with. I didn't necessarily like them outright, but I thought that because it would be a little bit of a lower scoring game that you would have a chance that Kentucky would be able to put a scare into Florida. And that wound up being the case as Kentucky is able to get the outright win. So if you wind up taking them on the money line, you're getting in the neighborhood of about a plus 250, depending on your book. And with this Kentucky team, what you know about them is that they're typically going to be playing quite a bit of tenacious defense. They're going to do a good job running the ball. Typically, the aerial attack is not where they wind up making a living. And the big thing with Florida coming into this one is that I was just a little bit concerned by the interceptions that Emory Jones had been throwing in recent weeks. And with Emory Jones, he did wind up having an interception in this one. You had Levis also throw an interception for Kentucky as well, so that wound up balancing itself out. But with Kentucky, just very solid on defense in general. They were able to do a good job of being able to stuff the, of being able to stuff everything that Florida was trying to do with regards to the ground game. As Emory Jones wound up having to be the main form of just running the ball in general for Florida. I was a little bit surprised that they didn't give guys like Damian Pierce and Anthony Richardson a little bit more of a carry. 13 total carries between both of those gentlemen. So that was something that stood out to me. And for Kentucky, they got just enough out of Chris Rodriguez Jr., a little bit of an underrated running back who was able to pile up 99 yards on 19 carries, get a touchdown. This is a Florida team that they're very capable on defense. Heck, even though they wound up losing the game, I think that they showed that very well in their game against Alabama. But you just have your questions when it comes to this Florida offense. I feel like it's going to be very much something moving forward. And moving forward... I think we've got to be taking a look at Fresno State as being a team that certainly is probably not going to be making the college football playoff, but perhaps a bet on. If you wound up taking Fresno State in, I wound up giving this one out last night. Now you're in pretty good position. They just wind up punching the ball in the end zone. It is now 21-10. to Fresno State, you had Jake Hayner throw a pair of interceptions early in this one, but he's been able to rebound. He now has three touchdowns, 296 yards. The transfer from Washington looking very good, and you've got a Hawaii team that is currently 7-15 to for 49 passing yards with Braden Schrager just not doing much of anything for this team. Extra point is good for Fresno State, so they now lead by 11. With regards to the closing line on this one, it's going to be very intriguing to see how it goes down because 
If you were looking at the total right now, you're in a little bit of rough shape if you wound up taking the over. That one wound up closing right in the neighborhood about 64 points in a lot of spots. I think that there might have been a couple straight 65s, but with Fresno State, they close out a lot of books in between 11 and 11 and a half. You were able to find a couple of 10 and a halves out there throughout the week. I think that this wound up getting to 10 at Circa as well. So it really is going to be a depends on your number sort of game, in my opinion. But Fresno State comes out in the second half. They're able to get a big touchdown. Also, I have points on the board between San Jose State and New Mexico State as the Aggies now trail by a count of 37 to 28. San Jose State responds to the touchdown that we wound up seeing from New Mexico State a few minutes ago. So you've got 545 left in this one, 37 to 28. San Jose State now has a lead in. This is a total that if you wound up taking the over, it is already there. It wound up being an opener of about 51 and a half to 52 and didn't necessarily see a lot of movement here as that's where I wound up closing and now you've got this one certainly over, but the problem for San Jose State is they were anywhere between 24 and a half to a 25 and a half point favorite, so they're certainly going to be in very rough shape to try to get a cover unless if we see something very unforeseen. And as we know in college football, this strange can happen, especially when you wind up getting Pac-12 after dark as the other game that's going on right now. you got Arizona State on the road against UCLA. UCLA closing a three-point favorite. Right now, they are currently down by a count of 32 to 23, and there's currently a review for a possible targeting penalty. So on the other side, we'll let you know what winds up happening with that. We're also going to be letting you guys know a little bit more about what we wound up seeing from college football on Saturday. We hit on some of the marquee results, but where is the money being made in college football right now? Going to let you know that on the other side right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today and get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bets, emails, betting splits with where the money and the ticket percentages lie on every single game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for just $22 a month, so sign up today at VEASAN.com. Flash subscribe as you're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience with myself, Greg Peterson. I've got you until 1 a.m. Pacific time, 4 a.m. Eastern. So, going to be hitting on a little bit more baseball in hour two once it hits midnight in the continental 48 states. So, that's midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern. Going to be going all NFL heavy. Might throw in there a little bit of baseball, but I know that many of you guys are baseball betters. You're having a tough time getting down any action for tomorrow as of right now because... I think the only game that really has a line across the board is the Chicago Cubs and the St. Louis Cardinals. So that's a little bit of a damper. But what is not a damper is the fact that we've got all forms of college football that are going down right now. And I know a couple of you guys wound up taking this game. I always say that it doesn't matter what the game is. There is money to be made. It doesn't matter if you're betting Ole Miss versus Alabama, Packers versus Steelers, the upcoming Tom Brady Bowl between the Buccaneers and the Patriots, or if you're betting on Montana versus Eastern Washington. All that matters is picking winners. As of right now, you've got Montana in the lead by a count of 21 to 16, and this is actually a game that you could tune in. So it's not one of those games where you need to keep like swiping refresh on your phone or anything like that. Montana up 21-16 on Eastern Washington. You've got about 14 minutes left in this one. As you've got Montana who wound up closing as a six and a half point favorite. Actually, saw a little bit of a line move as the opener on this one was eight. Total was anywhere between 63 and 64. And you might be chuckling sitting here like, well, these are not schools that are necessarily going to be up for bowl games or anything like that. But Montana, as we remember, they wound up taking down Washington in the first week of the season. And Eastern Washington, they wound up coming to Las Vegas and they knocked off UNLV. So both of these teams have a marquee win. Both of these teams are in the top 10 at the FCS level. If you're looking to the old school way, it's the double A, it's the division one double A, I guess you could say. I don't know why they ever did away with division one double A. I always thought that that was the easiest way of going about it rather than the FBS versus FCS, but I digress. And I digress into the fact that, well, if you want to taking UCLA, you are in deep doo-doo right now as the Arizona State Wild, as the Arizona State Sun Devils, they just took a bigger lead and the extra point, it is up and it is good. 39 to 23. 
Arizona State now has the lead in this one. If you wind up taking this total under, well, that is not going to be coming through. This is a total that closed between 56 and 57, so the total is now over as it was White who wound up getting the rushing touchdown for Arizona State. So they now have a 16-point lead, 6.43 remaining. If you're looking at this game live, you're finding Arizona State now as a 12.5-point favorite, so you've got them in control. Fresno State now in control over Hawaii as well. They boom through a field goal. 24 to 10 is the count. You've got about four minutes left in the third quarter in this one. We've got a shirt in the VEASAN store that says, keep calm, there's always a game in Hawaii. So those of you guys that wind up taking Ole Miss today, we're going to dive into that in a second. Might have dove into this one. I personally liked Fresno State. I gave this out on the show last night, and so far so good. They were anywhere between an 11 to an 11.5 point favorite, and right now they are doing the job over there on the island as you've got Hawaii trying to get the ball back and you wind up taking this total. Hopefully you wind up taking the under because it was anywhere between 64 and 65 on the close. Right now you've got 34 points and we're in the latter stages of the third quarter there. But I do mention it. The fact that you wind up having Ole Miss versus Alabama and Nick Saban continuing to dominate his former assistants just continues to ring through as the Alabama Crimson Tide in the highest closing total we've ever seen for an SEC conference game, they wind up getting the job done. And no matter if you wind up getting 79, 80, 78, you could go all down the numbers. This one wound up going under as Alabama did a good job of being able to control this game against Ole Miss. They just proved time and time again that this Alabama team, it is an absolute machine. They do not rebuild. They reload, ladies and gentlemen. And I mean, for Matt Corral, it's not like he played a terrible game. He just wasn't able to really move the ball down the field for big chunks because he went 21 of 29, 213 yards a touchdown. Alabama pretty much sold out and said, you know what, we will let you have the short passes, but we are not going to give up anything deep. And that's exactly what Alabama wound up doing. And Alabama, they did a good job of keeping Mr. Corral off the field because Brian Robinson Jr. was pretty much getting fed as if it was Joey Chestnut on the 4th of July hot dog says, 36 carries, 171 yards, not one, not two, not three, but four touchdowns for Mr. Robinson Jr. on the ground. Bryce Young, oh yeah, he was pretty good as well. Did wind up throwing an interception, but 20 of 26, 241 yards, and we've just got to stop doubting Alabama. Now, when it comes to looking at spreads, you've got to feel like Alabama spreads are going to be very hefty moving forward, and I still remember this was a theme a few years back, and I think that it could be something that winds up developing moving forward, especially when Alabama is taking on a team that's going to be north of a four-touchdown underdog, which we know is going to be the case in future weeks with some of these SEC games. But with Alabama, they always get out to these hot starts. We wind up seeing the game against Mercer, and then they wind up showing a little bit of mercy in the second half. So I do think that Alabama in the first half is going to be very much a good play moving forward. And next, we even saw to a little bit of a lesser extent in this game as well, Alabama winds up getting up 28-0. to Actually lost the second half by a count of 21-14. to Alabama always just seems like a little bit of a better bet in the first half. But regardless of if you took the game, if you wound up taking the first half, Alabama covered everything. Just absolutely amazing what we've seen Nick Saban be able to do out there in Tuscaloosa in recent years. And they had one punt in this game. So, I mean, it was certainly a very curious case of Alabama just being able to chew up the clock not allow Ole Miss anything whatsoever. Speaking of not allowing anything whatsoever out there in the SEC, I feel like we've got to give our flowers to the Georgia Bulldogs as they wind up holding Arkansas scoreless, 37 to nothing. JT Daniels does not wind up being able to play in this game as it was Stetson ben Bennett who winds up getting the start in this one. He was 7-11, so he was open to being a game manager. That's a little bit of a play on 7-11, but... He wound up throwing for just 72 yards, but with Georgia, they wound up featuring a quadrant of guys in Kendall Milton, Kenny McIntosh, Zamir White, James Cook, all guys between 10 and 16 carries, all guys rushed for at least four yards per carry. They did an absolutely superb job on the ground. And for Arkansas, KJ Jefferson had been looking very good coming into this game. He does not wind up actually being able to throw all the passes for the team as Malik Hornsby winds up getting a little bit of action late as Georgia just controlled this game from the outset. Arkansas could get absolutely nothing going. Arkansas couldn't even get a sack, and I think that they wound up having a grand total of three tackles for loss in this game, so 
Georgia just kept moving the ball forward. They pounded the Arkansas defense into oblivion. Arkansas was forced to punt seven different times. So, I mean, it was just a really bad day for Arkansas all the way around it. I mean, it's very clear. It's a very boring narrative. You always like to see a little bit of variety when it comes to sports, but Alabama's number one, Georgia's number two. Until we see anything to help us prove otherwise, you've got to be figuring that that's going to be the case. And I do think that Georgia, in their upcoming game against Auburn, should be a hefty favorite. And I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people feel like that line's a little bit too big and they wind up being able to cover that and be able to cover that easily as Auburn. They were able to go on the road and they were able to get a win over an LSU squad that, let's face it, this LSU squad the last two years under Ed Orgeron has been underachieving. But with Auburn, I don't necessarily know if I'm necessarily sold on this team either. Bo Nix did not wind up having a turnover, but he was far from efficient in this game. 23 of 44, 255 yards. I know that there have been, shall we say, varying opinions on Bo Nix, but take a look at it. The one thing that he hasn't done so far this year is turn the ball over, so you do have to give him a little bit of credit there, but you just take a look at what he's been able to do in general. This is a bunch in which I feel like they could be in a little bit of a better spot if Nix would be able to do a better job of being able to check down a little bit. Now, I will say this for Nix. The 12 carries for 74 yards, absolutely massive, but you can tell that he doesn't necessarily have the world's greatest arm in the world. Sometimes this is an offense that looks a little bit rudderless, but then you just take a look at LSU and I just don't know what this team is looking to become because Max Johnson winds up throwing the ball 46 times. They clearly do not have that guy in Joe Burrow like they wound up having a few years ago when they wound up winning the title game. And then on the ground, obviously this winds up including a few sacks that Max Johnson wound up taking as well. But 25 carries for 32 yards. I'm not saying that you need to be running the ball 50 times and averaging north of five yards per carry every single time, but Man, that's a little bit rough and something that could rear its ugly head on Auburn as well. You want to be keeping note that Andrews Carlson wound up going one of three on his field goals as well, or else this would have been a little bit of a different game for Auburn, in my opinion, if he would have been able to bang through at the very least one of those field goals they wound up missing. So that is a little bit of an issue moving forward for Auburn, and I do think that that might be coming to the forefront against Georgia. So when it comes to the SEC, it is certainly the playground of Alabama and Georgia. But how about some of these other conferences? Coming in up next, going to talk a little bit more about what we wound up seeing from the day in the Pac-12 and get you caught up on a little bit of Pac-12 after dark coverage as well. That is on the other side right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Before you make your next bet, 
Be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check out the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match up with the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline, Over, Under, and Against the Spread Bets. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. So check out today's betting splits for every single game at VEASAN.com. Hopefully you're not trying to take a look at them for the baseball betting board because we've only got one game that's pretty much listed across the board when it comes to MLB baseball. We'll be talking about that in the next hour here on the Greg Peterson Experience as I am Greg Peterson. I have yet to screw up my name, so we are doing a solid job there. And what is a little bit less solid than baseball out there on the West Coast, it's college football out there on the West Coast because if you take a look at the Pac-12 right now, it's a big giant mismatch. You've got an Oregon Ducks team that winds up losing to Stanford today by a count of 31 to 24. Went through the fact that it wasn't necessarily the world's greatest of days for Oregon in this one, as you did wind up having the quarterback Anthony Brown throw an interception and go just 14 of 26. I will give him a little bit of credit for being able to have a pair of rushing touchdowns, but certainly not what the team was hoping for there. But taking a look at other teams out there in the Pac 12. I would like to say that there might be a challenger to Oregon, but I just don't know who it is right now. You've got one game that's going on right now, and a lot of this has been decided with regards to the spread and the total in this one. Arizona State currently leads UCLA by a count of 39-23. to You've got 3.13 left in this one. Clock is going to dwindle down a little bit as it looks like Arizona State is going to be attempting a field goal that would really put the nail in the coffin for UCLA. It winds up closing a three-point favorite. This is a game that, regardless of your number, this is one in which it did wind up going over if you bet it before the game. You wind up having this close anywhere between 56, not a couple 56 and a half. If you're looking to jump in live, you'd be laying 17 and a half points with Arizona State with a field goal attempt pending. So we've got a little bit of intrigue there if you're looking to dive in. And got one other game that's going on late in the going in the third quarter of Fresno State and Hawaii. Right now, it's Fresno State in control by kind of 24 to 10. Not necessarily the sexiest of performances from Fresno State right now, but the defense has been stout for them. They wound up closing as between 11 and 11 half point favorites. Your total between 64 and 65. So Fresno State, one of the West Coast teams that is actually coming through for you. And to keep you abreast on the FCS action, we've got a little bit of an upset brewing as Eastern Washington has now been able to come through for 15 unanswered points. They wound up scoring two touchdowns with a two-point conversion on one of them. 9.42 left in the fourth quarter. We've seen an influx of points from the Red... From, I believe it's the Redbirds. Hopefully I got that, that nickname correct. I think it might be the Red Hawks. But 31-21, to Eastern Washington currently in the lead over a Montana team that we saw them earlier in the year. They wound up taking down Washington. This was a spot in which Montana on the road was laying between 6.5 and 7 points on the red carpet. And right now... The red carpet is not treating them so politely with a total of anywhere between 63 and a half and 64. So that is going to be a big sweat if you wind up taking either the over or the under in that one. And hey, let's talk about that Washington team that wound up losing to Montana, who's right now losing to an FCS team with Washington. It has been just a big giant calamity for them. And they wind up going on the road and they wind up losing to Oregon State by a count of 27 to 24. I did feel like Washington had the chance to be one of the better teams out there in the Pac-12 coming into the year because this is a team that has a good defense. And it once again showed that the defense of Washington certainly is far from terrible. But you take a look at what wound up happening today, and they just once again didn't have enough firepower on offense. And if you're looking at Washington unders, well, this is another one that wound up coming through. Anywhere between 57.5 and 58 was the closing total. And Oregon State, they wind up opening up about a 2-2.5 two two point underdog. And they wind up closing the reverse, more like a two to two and a half point favorite. So they were able to get it done and get you the money in this one. And this, despite the fact that Chance Nolan winds up going seven of 15 for 48 yards with an interception for Oregon State. That doesn't look necessarily look like the line that you'd find for a starting quarterback on any team. But Dylan Morris wasn't a lot better. 17 of 26 for a buck 42 touchdown and an interception for Washington. But you take a look at what the Oregon State Beavers were able to do. In terms of just all their rushers, 242 yards on the ground. They were able to do a good job of being able to pound the ball. And this is an Oregon State team that I think is a little bit dangerous. Now, I don't think that they're going to be on the same wavelength as Oregon. As every single year you find it with Oregon and Oregon State, they play the Civil War. And we've actually seen some 
very interesting matchups in that one that have had some implications on the college football playoff on BCS bowl games from back in the day, but I don't necessarily think that that'll be the case here. But what you've got to be taking note of is the fact that B.J. Baylor has actually been a very good runner for Oregon State. In this one, he winds up having a pair of touchdowns, goes for 20 carries, buck 11. You may recall when the team was able to pull off their win against USC, he went for 158 yards, had a buck 71 against Hawaii. This is a big-time performer. The one game in which he wound up not being able to bring it, that was against Purdue, the game in which they wound up losing by a count of 30 to 21. So I do think that Baylor is really the key for Oregon State, which that's ironic because you obviously do have a college in Baylor that's out there in the Big 12. But I do think that that is something that is building out there in the Pac-12. And something else that we're just seeing as a theme in college football in general is that the unders have really been coming through this year. As of right now, as you've got a couple of results that are pending in college football, You've seen 30 unders and 24 overs. And overall for the year, coming into tonight, the under I'd been hitting at a rate of, I would say, about 53 or so percent. And it's still holding true. More like 53.5% of games in college football this year have been going under. Now, we do know that with bookmakers, they typically will shade up their totals a little bit more. Because as we know from our good buddy here on the network, Josh Applebaum, these bookmakers, they like to shade up the numbers because as we know a lot of people like to root for points you've got a lot of folks that they don't necessarily want to be in for a like 16 to 5 slobber knock or anything like that and you wind up getting a 16 to 5 football game i want to know what football game you're looking at but certainly one of those cases in which you do wind up seeing a lot of love for the overs from public betters and hey if you've been taking the unders thus far you've been profitable and you're profitable right now if you want up taking arizona state tonight Got 241 left in this one. Arizona State was able to bang through a field goal, so it is now 42 to 23. So UCLA, they need three scores of some sorts in 242 in order to be able to try to take this one from the jaws of defeat. And I don't think that they're probably going to be able to do so. So this will probably drop UCLA to their second loss. And UCLA was really the other team outside of Oregon that wound up entering ranked in the Pac-12. So that is going to be a little bit of a damper for them because. Now it becomes who is really going to be a contender for the Pac-12 because you've now got Oregon, who I feel like really knocked themselves out of the college football playoff with their loss today. I think that it's going to be very tough sledding because even if they win out, who are they beating? A team like a Cal who's now 1-4 winds up losing on their home field to Washington State. Washington State has already taken a trio of losses with Washington State. They haven't necessarily impressed me very much. You've got USC who's trying to do everything that they are right now under an interim coach after Clay Helton wound up getting ousted from a job after getting absolutely embarrassed against Stanford a few weeks ago. And I will say, Caden Slovis, very good game in this one, 276 yards, three touchdowns. USC wound up taking it to a Colorado team that now they're one and four with Colorado. Expected a little bit more of an effort from this program. Now, with that said, it's not like I was expecting Colorado to be this team that would be competing for like nine wins or anything like that, but come on. This is a game in which, by the way, it landed right on the total of 51. So those bookmakers, they knew what they were doing on this one. But when you take a look at this USC program, it is a little bit downtrodden. And, well, Colorado, they are just not getting anything going right now as they wind up closing as a nine-point underdog and as a home underdog. They don't win outright. They don't cover the spread. And we have noticed that home underdogs recently have been drying up a little bit more. Coming into the week, home underdogs for the season in college football have been hitting at right around a 61% clip. Now, if you've been taking the spread with these home underdogs, they're still doing relatively solid. Overall for the year, they now sit at 51, 37, and 4. So still hitting at a rate of 58%, but a little bit of a teeter-totter week for them, especially if you wind up taking the pair of home underdogs on Friday, as neither of those wound up coming through, especially Maryland. Just getting absolutely trounced by Iowa, but certainly I think that Watching the Pac-12 moving forward is going to be fascinating because it's not going to have necessarily college football implications, but I think that the betting implications are going to be very big because we have seen this just be a very dog-centric conference at this point. Even a team like a Washington State was able to come through on the road against Cal. Now, this was a game in which it was just a little bit all over the place from a betting perspective. Certainly, you wound up being able to get the under no matter what you wound up taking, but the fact that Cal wound up closing as Right around a 7.5-point favorite, I felt like that was very curious because this is a Cal team that ever since you've had the regime in that you've had for about five or so years, 
They've never really been a, shall we say, great offensive team. And, and certainly was the case today as Chase Garbers winds up going 14 of 30 for a buck 52 and an interception. So thanks for showing up, Cal. And well, we're going to try to show up a little bit better when it comes to the MLB. Coming up next, going to be taking a look at what we wound up seeing uh, in Major League Baseball on Saturday. And also these postseason races might be impacted by Sunday right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.